It's going to be another hot day all around the Pacific Northwest. I'm Eric Carpenter. Thanks for joining me. This is KCVLKCRK. The excessive heat warning is in effect and is now extended on through Saturday night. The afternoon temperatures still going to be up, pushing that triple-digit numbers. Uh, It's going to be hot through the end of the week. Uh, Thursday and Friday expected to be the hottest days. And very hot weather is going to continue on into Saturday. One thing that has changed, the overnight temperatures not getting down as low as usual. And so uh, things don't cool down as well. That extreme heat increases the potential for heat-related illnesses, especially if you've got to be working outdoors or residents without air conditioners buildup of heat. And uh, you want to make sure drink plenty of fluids. If you have the chance, stay in air-conditioned rooms. Stay out of the sun. And do check on relatives and neighbors. Make sure everybody is doing okay. Lightweight, loose-fit clothing. Probably a good way to go. Limit strenuous activities. Um, keep in mind... Uh, We do have outdoor work requirements now in Washington State, and our temperatures are up well above where (laughs) you have to take breaks and have to have those rest breaks and water and shade availability. If you see someone that is overcome by heat, move them to a cool, shaded location. Heat stroke is an emergency. Call 911. One. The heat duration records likely to be broken this week. Expanded cooling centers and the hot weather down in Portland near 100 degrees for the next several days. It looks like Portland's likely to break their previous heat wave duration record of six consecutive days that are 95 degrees or warmer. Now, in in Oregon, Governor Kate Brown did declare a state of emergency because of the heat for most of the state. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. All right, the August 2nd primary election is coming up right around the corner next Tuesday. We want to, we talked with Stevens County Auditor Lori Larson. Wanted to find out uh, more about this year's election. Here's some of the topics that uh, some people have concerns about. 
In Washington, having someone else deposit your ballot, either in a mailbox or in a ballot drop box, is not illegal. Folks will use the term ballot harvesting or ballot trafficking. You know, really, it comes down to the voter kind of advocating for their own vote and making sure that if they are handing off their ballot to another person to be delivered or deposited or mailed, that they do that only if that person is known to them and trusted. So kind of like what you hear at the airport, don't take any packages from someone you don't know. Same thing here. Don't give your ballot to someone that you don't know and trust. That being said, even if that were occurring, it would not be illegal. So one of the things that we have seen is that in other counties, I haven't, I haven't seen it in this county, but there has been an interest in folks signing up to watch ballot drop site locations. That's not illegal, but folks who are involved in that probably want to be very careful about how they're doing that. Otherwise, it might be construed under federal law as voter intimidation. And of course, this has been addressed by the Secretary of State's office, the Attorney General's office, but there is an effort, at least in some other counties, where folks have put out signs near ballot drop sites saying this box is being monitored, which has been determined as potentially voter intimidation. And so that's frowned upon. Okay. So folks are concerned about and have expressed to me directly, and I'm very grateful for those conversations, have expressed concern about what they perceive as things that can go wrong as a result of a ballot drop box that is not staffed with human beings. So the first thing to know is that we are purchasing these particular boxes, the first five that we've purchased, have fared very well in other counties when it was been a car versus box scenario. The box wins. In addition to that, we have other procedures in place for, you know, managing the, what is placed in the ballot box. So every voter, when they receive a ballot, that particular piece of ballot paper is unique. It has unique identifying barcodes that, fun fact, if you happen to write or spill coffee on your barcode, that makes it unreadable and we have to create a, another copy that is scannable and readable. So we're only going to be able to use one ballot of that particular ballot. In other words, if somebody decided they wanted to make copies and try to increase the number of votes using their own ballot as a model, it would not count. Nothing beyond the one ballot will count. In addition, a key component of our system here in Washington is the signature verification process, which is done by trained human beings, not machine. And if there's ever any question, our folks here in the elections department go through at least annual training on signature verification, sponsored by and delivered by the Washington State Patrol. And so as we receive those ballots and inspect them, we are matching the voter's signature against their voter registration. Their voter registration at least has the signature that was placed on file with us when they first registered to vote, whether they did that with us directly or whether they did that through the Department of Licensing. And if we've had to contact them in the past to confirm their signature, we may have more than one exemplar of a voter's signature to look at. And so, again, the human beings are checking for signature verification. If there are questions, they hand it off to their colleagues. If there are questions that remain after that, then a determination about a signature match actually goes all the way to our canvassing board. Now, our canvassing board is made up with our prosecutor, the chair of the county commission, and the auditor or their designees. So it's a very accountable process, signature verification. Once an individual has returned a ballot that was assigned to them, associated with them by barcode, and that is verified that it matches the registration, then no other ballot can be credited to that voter after that first one. 
So efforts surrounding things like adding additional ballots that are not valid into our ballot drop sites is, you know, we have protections in place against that having an impact on the on the election. It is a felony to vote improperly, whether that is as a non-citizen that may have found themselves registered to vote after an interaction with Department of Licensing, or maybe they were under the impression that they could vote as long as they weren't voting in a federal election. I've heard that one. Bottom line is, is it is not permissible for any non-citizen to vote in Washington state elections here in Stevens County. And so that is considered a felony. If we encounter any such instance, even if it's just a mom voting for her college kid because she thinks he ought to have voted and didn't, we're going to pass that on to law enforcement for possible prosecution. So don't do it. When you sign your ballot, make sure you read that declaration, that oath that you are validly registered to vote and you are voting because you have the right to vote and recognize the weight of that language on that ballot envelope. Tuesday, August 2nd. All right, there you have it, Lori Larson. Uh, talking about ballots, uh, tomorrow we're going to find out more about ballots, how they are handled once you drop off your ballot here in Stevens County. And I, I really I don't think we have ballot issues here in Stevens County. Things have always been very well. Years and years ago, uh, apparently I didn't sign my envelope right be, or be, like before because I did. I got a phone call. And says, is this ballot you, you know, you submitted? And I said, yeah, it it was. And I went down and signature uh, probably wasn't that close to what they had on file. But uh, they do look at the ballots. They do look at the signatures, at least here in Stevens County. Now, we've got a little bit of a problem going on here. We've got a lot of people on the ballot for this primary election, uh, and it's important that you make your vote count. We are running pretty slow on ballots being returned. In fact, Spokane County, Ponderé County, Ferry County, they all have higher percentages of people returning their votes, their ballots, than we do here in Stevens County. This year, we've got a lot of people on the ballot and some important issues to, uh, you know, take care of. A lot of candidates. So if your ballot is still sitting there, it's on the counter, on the kitchen table, you haven't filled it out yet. Maybe you filled it out, you just haven't dropped it in the mail or dropped it off at the courthouse. Do it. Right now, we have under 14%. We've got like 13.5% of the ballots have been returned. That is a terrible percentage here for Stevens County. So let's get those ballots today. Let's see a big jump in those numbers. And uh, Election Day getting to be right around the corner for the primary election. For top-notch customer service and unmatched choices in insurance products, you can depend on the folks at Guide Insurance Services in Colville for home and auto, farm, life, health, personal and business insurance policies. Call for a free quote and take advantage of rates, benefits, and services designed to give you more for your money. Call Guide Insurance Services today at 684-5850 or stop in at the Town Center Building, 298 South Main, Suite 101. All right, once again, I just want to remind you, it is a... You know, most of the time, 
what the planning commission is doing. It's always important, kind of, but uh, not earth-shattering important. Well, this hearing this coming Monday, 6 p.m. at Colville City Hall is one of those earth-shattering events. And what it is is the Colville uh, City wants a new zone, neighborhood mixed use. They want to build uh, big multifamily housing units in residential areas. We'll talk more about the new Colville comprehensive plan and this zoning uh, probably tomorrow. All I can do is say, mark your calendar, be down at Colville City Hall Monday night, 6 o'clock. This was all done while we were all locked away and not able to be to meetings, not able to do anything because the city of Colville did all this planning right when the businesses were told they had to lock down. You couldn't even go to church. So it's your opportunity to say, we need citizen input instead of uh, some boilerplate from some out-of-towners. Yeah, tomorrow we'll talk more about it. But uh, the two worked up yesterday. Today, all I can say, mark your calendar next Monday night, 6 o'clock, Colville City Hall. It's an important thing to be there. I'm Eric Carpenter of Carpenter Homes and KCVL, KCRK Radio. If you've recently moved here from somewhere... Welcome to Stevens County. Most of us who are already here came here because we didn't like something about there. We came here precisely because it is not like there, wherever there is, and we actually like here just the way it is. If this describes you, again, you are welcome here. We are not racist, phobic, or anti-whatever-you-are. We simply like here just the way it is. But if you came here from there with the idea of making here more like there, you should have never left there to come here. You are hereby most cordially welcome to leave here and go back there. Eric Carpenter, Carpenter Homes, KCVL, KCRK Radio. we got problems in River City if we get fires breaking out. Um, some fire districts, like Fire District 1, the one that borders Spokane County down in the south end of Stevens County, they don't really have a problem because their firefighters are vaccinated. Up here in the north end of the county, most of us aren't vaccinated, and that means you can't go fight a fire. If we have fire breakout, DNR says, no, we don't want you. Uh, we've been hearing from those fire districts uh, this week. Well... Uh, the vaccine didn't really affect this district too much, but we, uh, um, they've got enough vaccinated firefighters. But uh, Chief Joe Passarelli, Fire District 7, uh, he's got quite a bit to say about uh, the whole situation. You have to be vaccinated to be just a member, but there are a lot of departments that are literally going under because their people don't want to be vaccinated and they're not necessarily medical like we are. As far as we're concerned, we're all medical. When they first put that proclamation out, we all decided as a fire department that we would be vaccinated, plus our insurance and everything else. That was our only choice. If we wanted to keep helping the public, we had to do that. 
there's only a couple of departments that have everyone mandated to be vaccinated. The variances thing doesn't work if you stop and think about firemen. To be a fireman in Washington State, you have to have a lot of training. And some of that, if you're not a medic, an EMT, is advanced first aid and CPR. And the basic mandate said if you have the possibility of administering first aid or aid to a person, you had to be vaccinated to do the job. Well, when is a fireman not going to have a chance of walking in front of somebody that's hurt? kind of doesn't work that way. The problem I have is the volunteer firefighter EMS together is such a precious commodity to have in a community. It speaks volumes for the person to want to give up their time because there's hundreds and hundreds of hours involved with training just to do these jobs. And we're sitting out here as volunteer fire departments across the state are And we're going, well, you hit us with all these rules. These guys don't want to do it for either moral or ethical or religious reasons, whatever. That's their choice. And as retired military, I fought for the right for people to stand out there on a soapbox if they want to. You know what I mean? And when we're sitting here and we're doing our best to comply with the rules and you see these people in charge, oh, they waive it for the federal employees. They waive it for these employees and they waive it for those employees. The only ones that it has not been waived for is the volunteer firefighters and the firefighters in this state. In case you didn't know that, they've waived it for about everybody else. It's a slap in the face. I'm not slamming any agency because we all have different rules, the one baseline rule. But let's say we have a fire in my jurisdiction. All of my people are vaccinated. They can run and fight that fire, okay? But let's say that fire gets bigger and I need to bring in outside agencies. The way the rules are, if they're not vaccinated, they can't come in and fight fire. We're fire rescues. We've been doing ambulances since October. So we're fire and medical together. But if it's just a volunteer fire department without medical, most of those, their people didn't get vaccinated because they didn't see a need for it. The problem is, is it's an interpretation of the rule book. How do you read those rules? Well, if you read them in black and white, because we always, as firemen, in our day-to-day response, our day-to-day activity, have the possibility of administering first aid, we're required to be mandated. There's not a lot of gray area in that one in my mind. When you look at the amount of volunteer fire departments in this state, this state lives on the backs of volunteers. These federal firefighters, they can have their stuff waived Or if they're a paid fire department, they can have their stuff waived, but the volunteer stuff has never been changed. On a normal average, we'd average between 155 and 215 calls a year. Since January 1st, we're already at 221 calls. And out of that 221, 181 of those have been medical. So tell me where in there you won't have the chance for the possibility of providing medical aid to someone. As I've told the county commissioners in a very bad tone of voice, all right, where does reality check in where the hospitals are allowing nurses, and I'm talking about Spokane, to come back to work when they are positive for COVID? Where, where is the ludicrousness in that? But yet a fireman can't go try to save somebody's house. We've been very fortunate, and I'm knocking on wood right now, that the fire season hasn't handed us our asses. But if you look outside, the weeds are like four feet tall. 
and they're going to turn brown here really quick, and then it's going to go sideways. When the bell rings, what do you do then? Do you look back and go, oh, maybe that was a bad policy move? Well, it's a little late when mom and pops have lost their homes. Your tax dollars pay for us to do the job we do. We have a levy on the ballot, this ballot that you might have gotten in the mail for our EMS to help us fund paying for our ambulances. And this is one of the few times in the history of this department we've actually asked for an increase in our fire tax. When you stop and think about it, dollars and cents wise, if you live in the Arden jurisdiction and one of the Arden rescue units come and transport you to the hospital, your fire taxes have paid for that. We don't bill you. Now, the exception to that is if we bring in higher level care at that scene. But that's to give the Arden community and this county more EMS resources. What we're asking for is an increase in your property tax of 50 cents per thousand for the next six years to fund our EMS program and to get us some new equipment to help us try to save lives. Quite literally, most people don't realize we're a manned station, too. So we're one of the few volunteer departments in this county that are manned. I never speak off the record. All right, there you have it, man. It's, uh, and he always does. He, he tells it like it is in uh, what he feels about it. Joe Passarelli down at Fire District 7 at Arden. Potentially, all it's going to take is one big fire, and, and we're going to have we're going to have issues this year. But uh, you know, we're we're going to get by, and we're going to get through it. But uh, Governor Inslee is making life uh, pretty tough for the volunteer fire world. Hey, if you've got specific questions, you know, I don't care if it's about firefighters or or fires or City of Colville Comprehensive Plan. If you've got any specific questions you'd like us to find out about, uh, uh, drop us an email, news at kcvl.com. Uh, you're welcome to give me a call here or uh, give Nikki a call. Got to say, Nikki actually takes care of, takes care of uh, just about all of uh, these uh, news stories and the follow-up with people so uh don't have to get a hold of me just give nikki a call here at the radio station and we will find out for you as best we can on a budget or have kids and don't need anything too fancy check out sandra's outlet just one block down from sandra's furniture by the fairgrounds you'll find sandra's outlet full of sectionals Love seats, sofas, reclining and non-reclining furniture, perfect for budgets and full of style, including Ashley Furniture. Saunders Outlet, an extension of Saunders Furniture, open Tuesday through Saturday. Real quickly, just a couple things. One Sunday, this is the uh, the uh, getting to be the end of the month, the last Sunday of each month up at Parkview Senior Living, they are putting on a Sunday brunch with mimosos. And you're invited. Yeah, space is limited. Reservations required. Give them a, call them. 509-684-5677. Uh, 
Um, they'd love to see you up there, and the people up there at Parkview Senior Living would love to see a good crowd on hand. Also, this weekend, it is the uh, Downriver Days over at Ion on Saturday and Sunday. They've got a parade Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, uh, music going on. And then, of course, it's the crazies that uh, take their snowmobiles across water. Ah, down River Days over at Ione this weekend. Voggen Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Voggen Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Vaughan Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. Julio Rodriguez connected again, hitting a go-ahead three-run homer in the seventh inning. The Mariners finish off a three-game sweep. They beat the Texas Rangers 4-2. to two. Uh, just a day earlier, the 21-year-old rookie sensation hit a leadoff home run in the first inning. Oh, wow. All right. Well, the Mariners, three in a row. The Houston Astros, they have lost three games in a row. That after sweeping the Mariners three games up in Seattle. So the Houston Astros and the Mariners, they tangle up this afternoon. Houston, a 64-35 record overall. Seattle, 54-45 record overall. Um, Matchup, 16th time this afternoon. It, it, it was six games apiece before this three-game sweep. The Astros took Seattle in Seattle. See if Seattle can do it to the Astros. It's the first of four down at Houston, 4 o'clock pregame today. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by Tri-County Stove and Spa featuring Quadrifier wood pellet gas stoves and fireplaces. Enjoy the beauty and efficiency of a Quadrifier heating stove in your home. Visit Tri-County Stove and Spa, 2088 North Highway. We are expecting triple digits this afternoon here in Colville. 101 is the expected high. There is a slight chance that some thunderstorm activity could develop tonight. And we really don't need any thunderstorms coming through. 62 overnight, 101 sunny and hot on Friday, sunny and hot 100 on Saturday. They have extended the real heat now 101 on Sunday. 93 the high Monday, 86 on Tuesday, 83 on Wednesday. So things might start to cool down, but it looks like triple digits now through Sunday here in Colville. Tri-County Stove and Spa, locally crafted gifts and home decor. They've got it on display right there in the store. You call them 509-684-2000. Get all the information. Stop by CM 2088 North Highway. Find out about Quadrifier. Warming up quickly on this Thursday. We are at 70. 
four degrees. It is 739. Thanks for joining us. It's Thursday morning. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK.